Welcome to The Drive. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. And uh, Matt, anything going on today? Not that I've heard of. You got any news to break? I'm sure most people have heard by now. Yeah, everybody I, I believe has probably heard by now. And um, now the, the the fun of a, of coaching searches starts. And, mm-hmm. and you know... Haven't gone through that in a while here. Yeah, when you know when you cover the Steelers, you don't go through a lot of coaching searches kind no, of stuff. Right. And this is this is offensive coordinator stuff. I mean, they, you know, they they do this well. They're going to have their fourth offensive coordinator in the last um, well thirteen years. Yeah, that's not. I mean, when you're looking at NFL stuff, that doesn't happen all that often. I heard a crazy stat today that Field Yates put out that there's three offensive coordinators out of thirty two that have been with their team. Longer than since 2018. Yeah. Like people, office coordinators either get promoted and become a head guy. Right. Or more often get canned like most people. You know, not yeah. everybody becomes a head coach. But offensive coordinators don't last long in this league in their in their spot. As I, I wrote that yesterday, uh, um, the most hated person in every city, in every mm-hmm. NFL city, is the offensive coordinator. Right. It's kind of like backup quarterbacks are loved. You know? Yeah. <laughs> because everybody's of... played Madden, and, man, it's just, it's easy to pick oh, this. Oh, it's easy. I, yeah. I, I run this play 17 times in a row, and it works every time. <laughs> <laughs> why is that? Why can't he do that on Sunday? Right? Or if he, you know, if you, if you run, you were supposed to pass. If you pass, you were supposed to run. No one ever gives you credit for when you do it right either, of course, yeah. because you're supposed to do that. Yeah, but <laughs> it's not a yeah. But it'll be interesting. So obviously, Coach Feetner is out. They're gonna be looking for somebody else. Some not only that, but the, yeah. Sean Surrett, uh, their off- their uh, uh, offensive line coach, which to me is just as important. It's who just you put as big. In, yeah, in that job as, as as because this is, and I and I think. To me, uh, the reason, well, obviously, you know, the offensive line underperformed this year. But if you're going to be kind of restarting this offensive line mm-hmm. as is here, and you're going to be breaking in new starters and, and acquiring talent, um, you have to, I, I believe that has to be a veteran coach. That has to be somebody, you know, one of these yeah. grizzled old offensive line coaches. I don't care, you know, who it is. Somebody who's done this at the NFL level, who knows the job, uh, who knows what talent looks like and how to acquire it, mm-hmm. and can work with young players. Someone that has a track record, yeah, been around the block. And I'm not saying that Sean, like Sean Surrett was perfect for what the Steelers had replacing Mike Munchak. He was because it was he, the train was on the tracks. Rolling the train's on the tracks. Yeah. You have a bunch of veteran guys. Yep. They know what they're doing. Just don't screw it up. Don't try to teach them new concepts and all this other mm-hmm. stuff. Let them do what they know how to do. And let that work, but they got old. Yeah, they got right. Exactly. You know, and if you're breaking in a new center, I mean, that says it's almost like breaking in a new quarterback. Right. You know I mean, like that's massive. Ram- but if you're going to say that Sean Surratt was a failure, then you're completely discounting the fact that Kevin Dotson oh, sure, played really sure. well for you this year. Helped identify him. Chooks a core for. Helped identify yeah. him. You Who know, knows it, what Banner would have done. Yeah, the, I mean, it, got better you have Banner. to give him some some credit for the younger guys. Sure. The line just got old. The line got old. <laughs> he also suffers from. You, know, you don't want to be the guy following the, Elway. The guy right, who know. follows the guy. You never <laughs> right. want to be the you guy who follows the guy. Right. And would they be better off with Munchak? Probably, because every team would be better off with Munchak. But um, I'm a big believer that if I hired, if I owned a team and I hired my head coach, he better have a great O-line coach in place. Like, that might be his next hire, next most important hire, even more than the coordinators, because that is a, a different beast, and they make a lot of game day changes, and working is one, and you know finding talent there is not easy. 
I in, would invest heavily in an O-line coach. I think yeah. he's extremely – the most important position coach by far. Uh, James Daniel also announcing his retirement. He was mm-hmm. 67. That wasn't really a surprise. Uh, and on the defensive side of things, they uh, they allowed uh, Tom Bradley to go. Yeah. It, 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 some, I'm not avoiding the subject at all, but it's pretty hard for me to comment on – the tight end coach and a defensive back coach. You know, I mean, yeah. the defense played well. Coach Bradley. They were one of th- they were one of three teams that gave up less than two hundred yards passing mm-hmm. this past season. I don't know what goes on behind the scenes. Or, I, you know. I, I I do know that that you know they had taken away some of his duties when they hired Terrell Austin. No, oh, yeah, that makes sense. and right. so you know, the, you ha- do you need two guys doing that job or, or do you, you know do they want to go a different direction here I don't know maybe I, you get a young guy that learns yeah. under Austin right I mean to, and that's a, mean, that's the thing Tom Bradley despite being young at heart is 65 years old right 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 so, maybe he's want some youth at that position as a true assistant to yeah. Austin yeah, yeah I mean, that would make some sense that that's the one I didn't quite understand but yeah that would make some sense um, but what this does these moves okay Fichtner had been with the team for 13 years yeah as had Daniel right 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 and Sarret had been with them, I think, since 2012. Yeah. You just took away your three most experienced offensive offensive assistants. Everybody else in the staff has been there on the offensive side two years or less. So now you probably need to go a little bit more with a veteran uh, play caller, at least at the very least. In addition, I, I think or you, line coach I think you need a veteran offensive right. line coach and a uh, to me a, a guy who's I'm not interested necessarily in hiring some young up and comer to be the mm-hmm. uh, the offensive coordinator unless it's the right guy, um, you, you know, just anybody. Well, you need to bring one of these guys up from college. Just you know, make it my Canada. No. Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying there. You know, some some been around the block. You know, maybe former head coaches at any level. I know you have some names, and we should definitely talk about those at some point too. I wouldn't shut the door on the young quarterback coaches types, but right. it has to be coming from the right place. Yeah, you know, um, I don't think there's a guy on staff they're going to bump up, right? No, I don't believe not, so. Yeah, right. um, Canada will be back or won't. You know, I mean, he's supposedly getting some interest. That's fine. I mean, he, I, I was really excited about the hire. I'm not saying it didn't work out, but you saw some of his influence. But, again, I'm not avoiding this, but talking about assistant coaches is really hard for me because I've been in buildings with those guys, and you know who's good and you know who who isn't. But you have to be in the building every day to know. Right. <laughs> you really And that's do. what we – you know, I, I, I can't – you know, people were asking me, well, you know, what do you think of Mike Canada? I talked to him once on a Zoom call <laughs> all year long. Right, right, right. right. I mean, I, I can't give you an informed opinion one way or the other on the guy sure. because it's not a normal year, and it wasn't a normal year. year, right? Yeah. Now I do know that you know talking to Mason Rudolph, he appreciated, you know, what Matt Canada helped you know helped him with, and mm-hmm. I saw him working with the young quarterbacks, which is the quarterback coach's job. Sure. I sure. saw him working with Ben Roethlisberger on the side, you know, yeah. those kind of things. So in that regard, great. We know his background, and it's different than what they've done here. But before. he's never called plays at the NFL level. Mm-hmm. And to me, just because you were a successful college offensive coordinator does not make you ready to, to jump into the NFL. It's a different no, animal. No, I 100% agree. Because I could, I could coordinate the offense at LSU. Or Bama. Or, or Bama right. or somewhere like that. I mean, I could. <laughs> you know, hey, hey, let's run this. Let's run that. You know, I got, probably going to work. We got 10 plays here. That's all we need. <laughs> mm-hmm, get really, really good at them. No, I hear you. He, he's hard for me to comment on because we did see more jet motion and things, and then it kind of went away. And 
But what if they would have had a normal camp and a normal preseason where they would have got better at that stuff and more comfortable with that stuff? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad uh, they added them a year ago. To to me, because of the off season, I think there was only so much of that stuff you could do. Right. You know, in the context of a of a you know, fifteen practice training camp practices before. Okay, and then you're into the regular season. Like, mm-hmm. okay, we're we're going to incorporate some of this, but after a while, no matter how good you are, you know, the NFL teams are going to adjust to that. No, oh, of course. You know, course. and they they've got you know when you're running that in college, if if you you know you're running that against two guys on the other side of the ball who are NFL players and everybody else is, sure. you know, they're going to be accountants or... And oh, by the way, the hash marks are way wider and you have this, all this space to work with and things like that. It's easy, much easier to do it at the college level. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, so... Everyone can run up here. Yeah. Everybody's just as fast as you are, if not faster. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and you know, they recognize things. things. They, they spend... In college... Um, they go to class. They go to class. They have to go to class every day, <laughs> right, right. presumably. <laughs> and they don't have, you know, 40 hours a week to sit there and break down tape of your tendencies. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the pros, they do. And they they'll do. and they'll figure those things out. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know that he's – maybe he'd be a great offense coordinator. Yeah, I don't maybe. Know I don't know. Yeah. That's a, the that's a thing. It's the unknown. But I would rather have the known. <laughs> I would ra- at this <laughs> right, point, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I just think that makes that makes sense, and and so some of the guys, uh, I, I looked into it today, uh, some names that I would I would throw out. There. I like these names. So everyone should listen up. This is the, the first guy would be Jay Gruden. He was the offensive coordinator in in Jacksonville this mm-hmm. year. Urban Meyer is going to get hired for that job here within any second. Any yeah. second now. Yeah, yeah. He's he's not going to retain Jay Gruden. Of course, he's going to bring right. in his own guys. I would imagine. Therefore. Jay Gruden's, Jay Gruden's going to be available. Jay Gruden and Mike Tomlin spent about six years coaching together in Tampa Bay. Jay um, Gruden's considered a, a pretty good offensive mind. I was always impressed with each step of the way how much he got out of his offense. I mean, even in Jacksonville's year, it wasn't like they were loaded with talent. And, and what'd they, they do? They ran the ball. They ran the ball. You know, Robinson stepped, you know, they, they found a guy in him, but were smart enough to lean on him. I thought he got a lot out of a Washington offense that didn't have much going for it. Um, and Cincy, yeah, I think Cincinnati, was... his offenses were, were actually, you know, people forget about this, but they were really good. Yeah. Um, they were, uh, when he took over the, he was there from, from 2011 to 2013, they were 13th in, 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 uh, in scoring 10th in scoring and fourth in points scored. Those were his... Dalton's best years. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And they, they could run the ball. They threw, oh, they you know, they threw the ball right. effectively. They were balanced. That's why he got the head coaching job in Washington. Mm-hmm. Now you could say, well, he didn't do great in Washington, but it's team. Washington, right? I didn't think. I thought he got a lot out of that group offensively, though, while he was there, considering what he was working with. He, he has some similarities to brother in that they they want a nasty running back that's going to pound you and put teams away and lean on late. And physicality is very important to the Grudens. Heavy West Coast background, obviously. Um, I hate to lump him with his brother, but I do think they're both very good offensive minds, and mo- both of them are more coordinators than head coach style too. Yeah, and you know, I, so I think that would be uh, you know a very solid hire. He's still only fifty three, mm-hmm. so I mean, he's got some some years ahead of him here. He's been a head coach. Yeah, that's he right. knows the you know knows the NFL. He's been around the he's been in the NFL since in the last twenty years. Tomlin um, game planned them twice a year for what three years in a row or whatever too. Yeah, so you know what the, right. you know what that's about um, with Jay Gruden. Another name to throw out there is Jim Caldwell. Now Jim Caldwell's sixty five. 
I like that one, too. Um, but he's been around, again, another veteran NFL coach who... He did a lot of good things with Stafford and that offense. And um, he's he was actually rumored a little bit for maybe a head job. And I, I don't think he's probably in that mix now when, when you hear the names and the candidates. But uh, very smart, very calming, been around the block. I, I think he would work well with Ben. Run your, young run your offensive staff. Be good with your quarterback. Yeah, right, right. Know. Um, you know, he's been a quarterback's coach. He's been uh, an assistant head coach. He's been a head coach, worked under Tony Dungy, so you know what kind of, you know. Yeah, right, right. You know, for a long time there, he right. worked under Tony. You know, he followed Tony Dungy from Tampa to Indianapolis and was the assistant head coach in, okay. in Indianapolis. Assistant, he, he went straight from being, you know, to, from Tampa when the staff got fired to being the assistant head coach in, in Indianapolis when they with, had all their success. With Dungy, yeah. Um, Pretty nice. And then head coach in Detroit after that. Yeah. He went as, as a head coach in Detroit, went 36 and 28. That's a 568 winning percentage. They were like a 500 team when they let him go, thinking that's. They, they were 9 and 7 his last year. Yeah. That's the highest winning percentage in franchise history. In franchise history, right. Since Buddy Parker in the 50s. Wow. I thought you were going to say franchise history, period, which wouldn't have shocked me. Yeah. Basically, it was. But, I mean, the He's guy. won the, games in this league. The guy, no, he got fired in Indianapolis after they, you know, after they lost uh, Peyton Manning. And they and they and they bottomed out like yeah. anybody would have lost in this. They were, you know, they, I mean, they were disaster. Curtis Painter was starting games for them. They, bro- I mean, they had huge <laughs> neck problems, and then they, yeah. and they locked into luck. Yeah, you know, and then new coach locked into luck. Yeah, you new know, right. coach locked into luck. And that's how the league works. No, I think that, I think he's overqualified for the job. He Both also those guys maybe really. He also was the interim coordinator for the Ravens in 2013 uh, when they fired Cam Cameron, and they kind of mm. made a little bit of a rebound there after they fired Cameron. So I mean, he's he's, he's, he's a been around the he's block, a pro. He's coach. a professional yeah. offensive coach. Like, yeah. I mean, if, if, frankly, if if Tomlin said, I want to retire, and the Rooney said, we're going to hire Caldwell to be his successor, I'd be like, oh, okay. Other than that the works. fact that he's 65. Well, yeah, yeah, but I mean, I think he's qualified. I yeah, mean, oh, yeah, but, but he, wouldn't be the, he wouldn't be the long term. No, no, yeah. it's not their style. Uh, one last uh, veteran guy to keep an eye on to me is Daryl Bevel, who is mm-hmm. the interim head coach of the, uh, the Lions this year. And I know a lot of people might not know the name, uh, other than what he did with the Lions this year, which wasn't great, but they were no, it was they were a pretty rough situation. Um, Devil Bevel has been the an offensive coordinator in the league since 2006. It's a long time. Uh, he spent yeah. He job. was with the Vikings for a very long time. I think for about ten years. Uh, as Adrian their, Peterson years. He came. He went to the Vikings from Mike Holmgren's staff. Okay. In Green Bay, so you're getting that again. That yeah. That the Wall Street and yeah. the West Coast. Um, his offensive finished in in the uh, top ten in scoring seven times. Okay, in, in, yeah, that's pretty good. I mean, the guy knows what he's, he know they're, they're you're going to run the football. They, it's, yeah, they're another big physical back. Yeah, you know, they're going to lean on. Um, you know, so I, he's only fifty one. They had some Percy Harvin years too that were really good. Yeah, you know, I'm trying to think that era. I mean, they did some they did some things that were they were kind of ahead of their time with him. Yeah, interesting. So, that's a guy. He's that, another one. That's a, a, obviously a professional lifer, NFL coordinator. Yeah, you know, like there's not a lot. I mean, that's something you said for that. Guys who's done it for a long, you know, a long time. And, right. And he Won was, a lot of games doing it. You know, he's 51. So do the math. Right. He started pretty young. Though. He started as an offensive coordinator when he was like 35. He was that <laughs> hot young guy. And he was getting head coaching right, interviews yeah. and those things. You know, so. 
you know, and obviously the Lions felt good enough about him this year that they made him their their interim head coach. Right, he was next in line. Yeah, right, right. Um, but that doesn't mean he's not someday going to be. I mean, fifty one is not old at all. No, to, not at all. These guys um, coached until seventy. You know, I, that's one of the things that people kill Tomlin for. Well, none of his assistants ever get you know head, uh, interviews for head coaching jobs. Well, by 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 and large, Tomlin's assistants have been older guys. Yes. But the other thing too is Tomlin was the young guy for a lot of time. Right, he, he was the young guy, so he surrounded himself with, with the older with, guys, with right. older guys. Well, right. now he's getting older, so now he's got some some more you know younger guys on his staff. But now you need to have that nice mix. I do think the mix is really important too. I mean, that remember when we did this back in 2011? You know, I saw this back. You know, and the young guys would have a new idea, which you know, I don't think you want everyone to be about the same age and same yeah. experience and same background. You want them all. You don't want them place. all learning on the job together. Well, that too, right? Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> and having some, another another guy with head coaching experience would be really valuable. Be huge. And yeah. maybe I know maybe Tomlin would lean on him for should I take a time out here? You know, to right. Caldwell or a guy or Gruden or a guy like that, or you know, maybe he's his first. You know, I always think of Chan Gailey being that guy for Cower. You know, like. What do you think, Chan? Surprise on side? You know, like you have to have yeah. somebody that you really trust as your right hand man, and maybe one of those guys would be it. Yeah. So uh, we're going to take a break. He is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You're listening to the Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. Uh, when we come back, we'll continue talking about uh, well, all of this. All it's, this, it's yeah. Been a very busy day, so we'll, you and some we'll do that. Young names, I thought were fun, worth. I do, and we'll get to those yeah. as well when we cool. come back right after this. You're tuned to The Drive on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. We are back. I'm Dale Lawler, Matt Williamson, and Matt. Uh, you mentioned uh, some of the uh, the other names uh, that I uh, threw yeah, out there. Yeah, I like them. And the other thing that you would do if you're not going to hire, if you're the Steelers and you're not going to hire uh, a guy who has been an offensive coordinator, if you're looking to go for a young up and comer, mm-hmm. uh, but who's been a, a coach in the NFL for several years, right? right not right, just right. not one of these thirty-four-year-old. Hey, let's get you know. Right, right, right. Just got just right. got out of diapers. No, uh, you're talking about quarterback coaches yeah. and guys that have been involved with good offenses yeah. and right. Some guys that I would look at would be the Titans quarterbacks coach Pat O'Hara. Okay, I don't know much about him, but I love that offense. Yeah. And his offensive coordinator is a good chance to become a head coach. I think there's a very good chance he becomes a head coach. Yeah. Would they bump O'Hara up though? Probably. And why would he want to leave? Yeah, you know, as opposed to. But interesting. Yeah, uh, Bills quarterbacks coach Ken Dorsey. Love him. I think they did an outstanding job this year. With mm-hmm. if, you, if you look at what Josh Allen, how the he, how he's improved over the last three years, it's drastic. How can right. you, how can you not look at that guy and go? I mean, same situation. Dayball could get. Right, another job, but they're then, not all going to get jobs. They're not all going to get jobs. And right, right, you know, right. do these guys want to become a coordinator now as opposed to sure? You know, and hey, Steelers are a, a very attractive job to offensive or to, to coaches in general. It's more more stability than ninety percent of the jobs out there. Right, um, Dorsey, real quick. Some of them, some of these guys reflect as 
coaches how they were players. Like, he was a great player at the U yeah. when they were at the height of their powers. But he was skinny and weak and couldn't <laughs> run and had a terrible arm. You know, like, yeah. that's a coach. <laughs> Uh, and the other guy that I would look at would be uh, Chiefs quarterbacks coach, passing game coordinator, Mike Kafka. Yeah. Now he's he's rum- another one. Northwestern was like that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But he's a guy that's rumored to be in the running for the the Eagles head coaching job. That's where he played that's at. Where he and, played. They love him. Yeah. But you know, really you, smart guy too. Yeah. If you get a chance to hire, you know, at least talk to, to young guys like this to get an idea of, hey, what do we need to do in our offense? Mm-hmm. Like, what do you guys in this situation? What do you guys want? You know, looking to oh, do? Oh yeah. I mean, it's definitely worth sitting down with those guys, spending the day with them. How would you know? Look at our tape. What would you have done different? Yeah. What What can we advance this year? That's one of the best things about you know coaching hires and whatnot too. Is you. You can steal information from him. In Absolutely, a way yeah. Right. So or you know, hire him a year from now. It's or, no coincidence that I looked at the guys from the Titans, Bills, and Chiefs. Chiefs. I mean, those are the three <laughs> offenses. Those are, those are what you're going to have to be contending with here. I also think they're the three of the most innovative offenses in yeah. the league, too. You know, in terms of um, high pass percentage, you know, tons of play action, you know, setting up plays really well, learning from masters, you know, and that's pretty good quarterbacks. Yeah, so I mean that that would be some some guys that I would look at. You know, I you could I'm sure there are some other names out there. Oh, that we don't know. I mean, but for me, if I'm doing this, I'm Mike Tomlin. I'm 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 sitting down with as many of those guys as I can. Sure. From the Titans, the, yeah, yeah. I looked at the Colts staff. I couldn't find anybody there that was really. I, I don't know that name, yeah. but maybe there is. Who knows? You know, but yeah. you but you want to look at these that these other AFC teams are, that you're going to be competing against and, and pick their brains. Oh yeah, right. I mean, um, trying to think what other offenses I'd consider. Maybe a, a team like New Orleans. I thought about yeah, somebody on Peyton's staff, but Peyton really does all the yeah heavy and, lifting there. Uh, their offensive coordinator Carmichael, who was at Pitt, is one of the ones that have been around a while yeah. too. That whole team could get blown up this year anyway. Um, I would strongly two things. I want to mention the KC situation is sort of like the Tennessee and Buffalo one. But your point, what's the chances Bienemy, Dayball, and Smith all get a job? It's only, so many, only so many jobs out there. And yeah. one's going to get filled in Jacksonville probably today. Um, and really, that one, being Bienemy is not maybe as attractive as being the offensive coordinator here with a defensive-minded head coach. Yeah. You, know, you would be the in charge of the offense. You're in charge of the offense. Right. You know, Tom, Mike Tomlin's going to you know handle the defense. You're running the offense. Mm-hmm. Now, he has a hand in everything. Obviously, he's the head yeah. coach. But you're you're the offensive guy. And you had a great point, too, off the air, that whether it's this offseason or not, when you sit down with these guys and you convince them to come to Pittsburgh, we want you to be – extremely instrumental in picking the next quarterback. Right. You know, what What are we looking for? And really, you maybe even make that higher before the offensive line coach. Do we want 350-pound linemen and we're just going to bully everybody, or do we want 290-pound linemen that can run? And what kind, is our offensive – is our quarterback going to be a drop-back guy? How fast does he have to go through his reads? Is he going to be Lamar Jackson? You know what I mean? Right. Like, what do you want to do? You know, right, it's going to be different. And that's also why I looked at those – I mean, you're looking at a guy who's, you know, who coached – uh, in in t- Tennessee mm-hmm. with that offense, obviously they found their quarterback. Um, you know through different means. Sure, but you know, but they got the most out of that guy compared to where absolutely where they were, right. But Dorsey's been there. You know, f- you know since they 
brought in Josh Allen, mm-hmm. and you're getting Kafka, who's been you know instrumental with with Mahomes. Yeah, um, you huge. Know, how'd you guys identify those guys? You know, yeah, right, right, right. How did, mean, I, they traded up to get Mahomes? And how did you get the building? And, and the Steelers, like, hey, you know, that's the thing about it. The Steelers brought Mahomes in. For one of their pre-draft well, visits. I'm sure the Chiefs weren't the only team that liked them. Yeah, they, that's, <laughs> right, the, that's right. the thing about them. Well, how come you didn't get, like, you can love a guy. Doesn't mean you're going to get him. Or that you're in the market that particular yeah. year. He may be the highest graded quarterback you've ever graded, but it's not your year for a quarterback or you're picking 30th. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. That's just how it works yeah. out. Sure. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, you want to you want to pick the brains of those guys and say, okay, what were you looking for? Yeah. Or what, what attracted you to these guys in particular? Or, you know, what do you... Well, you know, those kind of what things. was the thought process when you identified yeah. Allen and Mahomes? And now, obviously, I looked at people might say, "Well, you didn't have any any uh, anybody from the the Ravens or Brown staff on." I that. was actually k- kicking that around, like I wouldn't mind stealing somebody from them. But the Ravens is so they're, unique, they're, and they're probably not going. They may not let you. They may not let you play that game. Yeah, right. I guess that's probably true too. The other thing, you kind of had people from this tree, but. When a couple of buddy of mine asked, "Who would you? What would you be looking for the offense coordinator?" My short answer, and I was half joking, was just pluck someone off a Shanahan tree like everybody else does and run what they do. You know, what I mean? <laughs> and there's probably ten names. You know, whoever the number two guy is in Green Bay right now, or who's Shanahan's right hand man in um, San Francisco, San Fran, yeah. or who's McVay's number one guy. You know, it's not that strategy's sweeping the league. Yeah. Well, with with McVay. The problem is everybody on McVeigh staff is like twenty. They've already been gone. Yeah, right. <laughs> and they're all going to be young guys. Yeah, all, the, the people I'm defining will all be young guys. They're all going to be younger than Kyle and McVeigh and uh, Lafleur and these other young guys. Yeah, but, I mean that's that's a, a strategy a lot of the league has taken. Just give me someone from that tree. And that doesn't always. I mean, that's, it has to be the right guy. It has to be right. the right guy. I just you don't know who it can't is. Can't just be anybody. No, absolutely. You know? um, but yeah, I mean, I, so I, I think this is a chance for the Steelers. Um, to your point about the having a hand, yes, yes, you want this coordinator in place for twenty twenty one, and that mm-hmm. may or may not include Ben Roethlisberger, right? But it's also a hire for beyond that. Like, okay, how do you? This guy's going to help you set up transition, for, yeah, transition from you know this Find to that. Guy. Yeah, absolutely. This is a totally different conversation. I know you don't even know the answer, but I bet people are begging. Does Feekner being let go imply that Ben's not going to come back. I bet we don't know that answer. Or yeah, I don't I know that there's any into it. I mean, it's it's the same question that people were asking. Well, if Marquise Pouncey doesn't come back, does that mean Ben mm-hmm. doesn't come back? Because they always said they wanted to play right. as long as the other one did. If well, those two don't come back, does that influence Ben not to? Or do we already know that Ben's going to? Does he already know he's not going to come back? I mean, he's, I don't think any of us know that. He said he said all along that he intends to come back mm-hmm. and play out his contract. So. You know, yeah, yeah. it would be it would be a change of course if Ben Roethlisberger then decides that he's not coming back, right? Because I can see every way. time he's been asked that, he says my full intentions are to play in mm-hmm. twenty twenty. You know, play out my contract. Yes, and not to sound coarse, but I could see the Steelers taking either approach too. Of boy, we really want Ben back for one more year, or my uh, Ben, we suggest you get on with your life's work. I mean, I could see if I if, could see all sides to this. If they if they really truly thought that Mason Rudolph yeah, was a potential but, starter, then yes. But you don't have that guy in your roster. You don't have that guy in your roster. You need to go look at them. I mean, right. And there's no there's no worse position to be in in the NFL than to not have a starting quarterback on your roster. Oh, I know, <laughs> I know. But part of me thinks 
I would be intrigued what this team looks like with a very different offensive system. The combination of Rudolph, a rookie, Brissett, Darnold at best. See, I don't know that you can afford those guys because if you're gonna do, if you're gonna go down that road, then you just pay Roethlisberger the nineteen million dollars. Yeah, but I'm giving money to Bud. But I don't know that you're gonna be able to do that. I'm gonna try to do all those things because right. Brissett's gonna cost money. Darnold's gonna cost you know those. Darnold, Darnold maybe cost much Darnold now. not as much, but you're gonna have to trade picks to get him. No, he's gonna cost you money. Yeah, yeah. right, right. It's gonna cost cost you draft capital. So to to go down that road, mm-hmm. if I'm gonna do that. And I'm going to give up draft capital for Sam Darnold. Maybe I just move up and get a guy that I like. You know, well, that's what I'm saying. You that's could do, thing. You could do that too. You could, but that doesn't help you. And... That doesn't help you in 2021 address your offensive line needs or your inside right. linebacker need or any of that. The other stuff that you want to do with or without Ben, I think there'll be more needs than there are resources. Yeah, you're gonna have to, you know. see. I and I think that Ben gives you the best chance to win in 2021, probably, and it get, also gives you the opportunity because. You know, if some of these guys leave, let's say Bud leaves, Juju leaves, some of these, and they get, they're going to get big contracts. Oh yeah, yeah. You're going to get compensatory picks in return for those that mm-hmm. are likely going to be third round picks. Yeah, I was, and you can trade those picks. Now you have the ammo to move up and, and go get your quarterback next year. Yeah, I mean, I think that they will know that they got pretty good draft capital here for these next two drafts. Whether that means we'll move, we'll give you our. Second in 2022 for Darnold, or you know, whatever. I mean, at least you could factor those things in. I mean, I'm I'm spitballing totally. I mean, the other thing I don't like about trading for for a guy like Darnold is, yeah, you get him in 2021 relatively cheaply. Oh, then you got to pay him. But then you got to pay him. But you got you got you got a year of knowing who he is. You got a year, but are you trading a second round pick for a year of a guy? I'm not with the option to buy. But I'm not doing that. If I'm going to go, if I'm going to go, hits, like if I'm going to go in with a, for a young quarterback, I want to get that four years of cheap young quarterback that's, play. Yeah, that's, that's, that's very attractive. That's very attractive. I mean, you could franchise him because make sure he doesn't go anywhere. If you go, year, if you do it that way, way, it's easy then. Now you have no issues paying T.J. Watt and Minka Fitzpatrick and, and some oh, of these right, others. right. Now I it's mean, easy. You draft the Bama kid at twenty-four or move up to eighteen and get him, and whether he's good or not, who knows. But your 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 roster or your cap's going to be very happy about it. Yeah, you know, and you can build a you can build guy. a nice roster around that young oh, yeah, quarterback. Yeah. Right. While he is still young. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think this year they could afford to give up their first and second to move up to <coughs> sixteen or seventeen to get a quarterback because I don't know that you could wait till the third round to no because second who, need who's blocking for him right you know? <laughs> or who's going to who they get handed to or you know what I mean. Um, I mean, there's some, there's so many. My my head's just spinning because all the names you mentioned and all these different things. And I I would bet that Ben is the quarterback, and they worry about this next year. But if Ben decides to hang it up, let's hire Caldwell and trade for Stafford. <laughs> I'd give a first round pick for that. Yeah, I mean, again, it's similar money for what he counts on the books. It's not too bad. I mean, I think he's a better player than Ben. I think they'd have been in better shape with Ben. Or with Stafford than Ben this year, especially. And, and there's some ball. stuff floating around that, that somebody texted me last night, one of my friends, and said, hey, w- would they trade for Deshaun Watson? Who? You would have to, uh, first of all. We haven't had this conversation, but I have on the podcast a lot. You'd have, what to, you tra- have to give up. You'd to have to Watson. give up like three first-round picks for Deshaun Watson. Yeah, I think it's four. Unless it, you pick like in the top five. Right. Like, And then you'd have to pay him. Now, it's only, I think it's like $4 million next year. Mm-hmm. But then it jumps to thirty-five million dollars in twenty twenty-one, which I'm or twenty twenty-two, no I should say. He's worth it. 
but you don't have any first-round picks. Yeah, well, absolutely. <laughs> right, 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 right. So now you're in the same situation that Houston is in with him where you can't put anything around him because right. you gave up everything to get him. Yeah, I mean, we were playing this game on my podcast about, okay, Matt, you're the GM of Houston, and he would throw out a team. What are you asking? You know, like the easiest one is Miami. I'm like, okay, I want Tua. I want the third pick in the draft. I want your other first rounder and something else. You know, you could come to the table with me with that. But if it's a team, like we did the Patriots, it would be similar to the Steelers. I want four first because they're not going to be in the top five. You know, I don't want Stidham. I don't want Rudolph. You <laughs> yeah. know, like if you're going to give me TJ Watt and two firsts, I'll listen. You know, like we were right. doing it with San Francisco. Like give me Bosa, Jimmy, and a first. I mean, I'll think about it. Like, Stafford, I just crazy. looked here. Stafford would actually cost you more money this year in twenty 19. in twenty twenty one than Ben. Does he? Because he's nine nine and a half million dollars in salary, mm-hmm. but he's also got a ten million dollar roster bonus, mm-hmm. and he's got a five hundred thousand dollar workout bonus. So now you're at twenty million dollars to pay off your quarterback. So that's actually more that's money, basically than, a wash, but yeah, it's a little more, a little bit more. But and, you could sign him to a new deal too, and I think he costs you a first round pick. And that's that's the problem. Now right. you don't have a first round pick. Right, right, right. I mean, is it worth doing that when you I, we just live with Ben for you know this next year and uh, that move would be not pushing Ben out is if he decided to retire. And yeah, you wanted to run it back with an established. Guy. Stafford's also going to be thirty three years old next year. Oh right, much, right. I mean, you're going to give up a third first round pick for a guy who's going to be he maybe only he plays two more or three more years. See, I don't know if I would have. He's got just... he's got a lot of wear and tear on his body. Oh, he broke his back twice. twice. <laughs> right, right. Twice, and he used to be quote injury prone. Yeah, but if like I were the Niners, I'd give up my first round pick for Stafford right now, or the Colts. I mean, the Steelers on that same tier of trying to win now. Well, I mean, I, can make I think the you are. I think you are. If, if Roethlisberger comes back, right. I don't know that that's the case. If if Roethlisberger doesn't come back, now you're in a rebuild. Although they won't yeah. use the you know that word, they won't use that word, but it'll be a step back, get your cap in line, right? No, it's interesting. I, mean, it, I didn't mean to go down the replacing Ben rabbit hole because the, the coordinator talks good enough as it is, but I do think some people are out there going, "Well, if Pouncey retires and Feetner retires, does that mean is that, is that telling? Is that a precursor? Does Ben already know? Does you know that this is happening? I don't know. I, don't, I, I think not. you just sit down with Roethlisberger and you say, hey, look, this is this is what it is. We had to make a move here. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, are you in or are you out? Yeah. And, you know, we needed to – these are things that needed to happen. And so I don't know it. that I would hire a coordinator, though, and I think you were kind of saying along the same lines, kind of like the Haley hire was all for Ben. Right. This next guy is not all for Ben. Not all for, for ben. the next guy. Yeah, but this know? is this is about the future mm-hmm. and the now. Mm-hmm. A guy who is a good, you know, knows what he's doing, can get you through this next season. May, you know, maybe some tweaks to the offense. Maybe you improve the. First of all, you got to improve the running game. You have to improve the running. You game. You know, right. it's it was thirty thirty first, thirtieth, and thirty second under Feekner. That's not, you know, when it's when the owner comes bad, out, right? when when Art Rooney the, the second comes out and says we need to run the ball better, and then you finish thirty second. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't getting it done. There's no way you can bring that guy back. I told you what I needed, and you didn't give it to you me. You didn't get. Right. Not only did you not give it to me, it got worse. It got worse, and you couldn't get. We couldn't go for it on third and one, fourth and one. You know, we no physicality. Couldn't close teams out. Right, right, right. Yeah. So that's that's, that's is, not very ruining. That's that. job one. Yes. Can you get the running game? Can you at least improve the running game to 16th in the league or somewhere in that? Make it adequate. And if that happens, Roethlisberger's a lot better off. Oh, without question. Without question. I mean, you got to give him some kind of running game. Mm -hmm. You can't expect him. Again, we talked about this yesterday. 
you can't expect Ben Roethlisberger to, at this age to go out there and throw the ball 650 times. No, that's just that's not. not fair to him. It's not fair to him, and that's that's ex- the exact opposite of what New Orleans has done with Drew Brees. Oh, they run the ball like the third highest percentage. In the yeah, league. yeah, right. He went from throwing the ball 600 times a year to throwing it 500 times a year. Mm-hmm. They and he got money, and, yeah. and less was more. Less was better. Oh yeah, he wouldn't be able to hold out. Let so, alone in the weather and yeah. the wind, and, you know. So to me, I want to see, you know, if you bring in a, you know, you you let's say you just improve the running game again to 16th in the league. Everyone would t- listening should take that at this point. Yeah, you give Roethlisberger a, a running game that can put up 110, 115 yards every game. Well, it also makes people defend the pass so much different too. Right. He's a different quarterback by a thousand. He may be able to play it if that's the case. Maybe, maybe you get through that next season. And Roethlisberger says, "Hey, I like the way this is going. I'm going to play two more years." Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, the Terrell Davis Elway uh, similarities are obvious. I mean, he used to bring that up to Le'Veon Bell all the time. You're going to be my my Terrell Davis. Mm-hmm. Well, then he left, and yeah, you know, he kind of was for a while, right? Yeah, I mean, he was great. I mean, that offense was pretty strong. So, you know, I, I think if you give Roethlisberger a running game, then maybe he could be your quarterback till he's 42. Who the hell knows? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, who knows? Um, but we don't know, and you get some rumblings here and there, is how many times is a run called and he switches to a pass? That's what should. we don't know, yeah. He, he deserves all the freedom in the world. He's not a rookie. But if he's constantly checking to pass, and that's on him, or but if he's I, looking I, he, beside him and going, okay, I got Benny Snell in here right now. We, we're not running the ball, right? <laughs> like I know Ben's a good quarterback and has been a great quarterback. I don't know he's a good play caller, despite all this. He drew it up in the sand, and <laughs> well, no, he didn't. You know, maybe he's a tremendous play caller, and Feetner isn't, or you know, there you, you hear these rumblings. I didn't quite buy that, you know. But I would like to know, and that goes back to 2018 too. How many times are you, you know, like Marino is always guilty of this. I'm not running it. I'm Danny Marino. Yeah, I'm a quarterback. <laughs> right, quarterback right. wants to throw the football. Right. I mean, what would those Marino teams been with a good running game and yeah. balance, you know. But sometimes that's on the quarterback. A lot of times that's on the quarterback. Mm-hmm. I mean, because quarterbacks want to throw the football. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what they want to do. That's what they And do. they know they're good. Right. <laughs> when that, it goes back to the Antonio Brown argument. I don't want to drag this out because we've got to take a break. But, yeah. you know, when, when Antonio Brown was complaining about not getting the football, it was because it, 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 he thought that he was the best guy in the field and he could do something to make and he change the wrong. game. And a lot of times he was not wrong. Yeah. Right, right, right. You know, if you're the best guy, you want the ball in your hands. You know, That's the difference between being selfish, which I'm not saying Antonio wasn't selfish. Most receivers are, and he's obviously an odd case. But sometimes it's like, I'm your best three-point shooter. Yeah. I should be the when guy the game's the on the line, I right, should be right. shooting the ball, not the center, you know, from three-point range. No. <laughs> right, right. You know, let me get the – let me, you know. That's what I'm here to do. Break right. this guy down, and I'll, I'll take it to the hoop and right. score. Isolate me, and yeah. I'm going to take the hoop. Right. So, anyways, he is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. Uh, we're going to take a break. Uh, maybe we'll change things up a little bit here and talk about something else. Okay. When we come back, we'll, we'll do that right after this. You're tuned to The Drive on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio.
Welcome back. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. And Matt, um, you know, a lot of people are looking at uh, who the Steelers are. We're going to stick on the same subject. Yeah, we've had a conversation. Let's just finish the the hour here with it. But, you know, I'm hearing a lot of, what about Doug Peterson? And what about Anthony Lynn? And what about, uh, who's the other one that I'm I'm missing here? Uh, Recently fired. Oh, Adam Gase. Adam Gase. I don't want anything to do with those guys. Not so much. Plus, First of all, if I'm them, I don't, I'm not coaching. If I'm them, it's such a good deal. I'm not getting, to. I'm getting paid like eight million dollars or whatever they're making to sit at home for a year. Right? Hell yeah! Right. I just dealt with a whole season of this COVID stuff <laughs> as the head coach of a football team. Got I'm gonna fired. Ta- I'm going to take a year off and, and decompress yeah. a little bit. Spend some time with my family because you don't get to do that when you're a head coach or in the COVID situation. Yeah, too. Right. And I'm making, I'm making a lot of money doing that. I'm not interested in coaching this year. That's how you and I look at it. I mean, they may not. I mean, some of these guys are so addicted to it and can't live without it for a year. But, uh, man, I, I I don't love any of those names. I don't either. That's either, the other, you know, that's, you know, Anthony Lynn's been an offensive coordinator one year in his entire career. He's a running backs mostly coach. Mostly a running back coach yeah. slash leader of men type guy. You yeah. Know, not an X's and O's dude. Peterson's the one of the three that I would be sort of attracted to. But his of offenses went down the, you know. Oh, they, as soon as Frank Reich left. As soon as Frank left, Reich left. So that, to me, it looks more like Frank Reich was the guy. It looks very obvious like that. Who had his fingers on on the pulse of the team. And went and, and his development. Gase has been a disaster everywhere he's been. Oh, yeah. I mean, look at Tannehill with and without Gase, you know. <laughs> For example, you yeah. Know, we were talking for about example, that. for example, look right. at Sam Darnold with what happened. Right. He's gotten worse. That's one of the appeals to me with Darnold is give him you know a different coordinator and a different system. He may be a totally yeah. different guy. Hire Adam Gase and trade for Sam Darnold. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sam be like, oh, oh. you got to be kidding, right? Me. <laughs> be like, oh, I'm going to Pittsburgh. Oh, they just hired Adam. Oh no, I don't think I don't think they're gonna, the Jets are going to move on from Darnold. I don't either. And I've told you my McShay theory. Yeah, and. I was listening to a, a McShay uh, podcast, ESPN Today, and I think he's right about Fields. That Fields, you know, Kuiper even suggested Fields should go back next year because he's, just, but he's not going to, of course. Right, yeah. But he's going to need some time. Um, and I don't know that Wilson's worth the second pick in the draft. Like, just their tone and knowing how they're they're dialed in, I don't think that they think that the Jets will take a quarterback at two, which yeah. means you're going to keep Darnold. Well, I mean, yeah, you obviously like Darnold enough to draft him where you drafted him. You, mm-hmm. A lot of people had him as the number one quarterback in that draft. Oh, yeah, class. yeah. I mean, a lot. Oh, sure. And I'm sure if they're looking at this, they're going, okay, so Mahomes is – or uh, if you look at that draft class, well, Jackson's hit, Allen's now hit. Allen's hit, right. Mayfield's been, you know, mm-hmm. he's been fine. Um, Rosen's the bust. He Rosen's died. the bust. Well, maybe our guys just needs you know an extra year, another year here. A, a fresh Don't give set up of, on those guys so fast. A I fresh mean, set of eyes. He, he, all he's to, younger than Joe Burrow. All you have to do is look at the the Tannehill situation. Right, 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 right. You know, Getting Miami right gives situation. up on him, and all of a sudden he's he's a franchise quarterback in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. How how stupid does Miami look? Yeah, it, it, Todd's <laughs> sitting there talking about it today, like, well, at two they'll take Penny Sewell and give him the best set of tackles in the league for the next t- ten years, or they'll take the Bama receiver Smith and. Okay, you yeah. know, let's get now something let's, let's, for let's, Sam. Yeah. You know, right, and that makes perfect. And sense you could do that with him, and you you could take you could go wide receiver in the first round, and you're going to have a high second round pick. Well, they have, they have the Seattle's, pick and they also too. have Seattle's pick in the first sure. round, so they could they could, and they have cap space. Yeah, you know, they could sign Allen Robinson, you know, right? <laughs> and draft the, you know, and now you know now you've given the the young guy and, a chance. Yes, I think that's probably. I mean, the that's what Buffalo did with Allen. Absolutely, 
Yeah, you know, build the offensive line. Now we're going to go get him some offensive pieces. Oh, we can make a trade for, for, for Stephon Diggs? Diggs? Right. Amazing how that worked for him. Yep. And what's interesting about the Bills, all their draft picks pretty much are on defense. They've built the defense through the draft. The offense, besides Allen and the running backs, but let's get veterans. You know, we're going to get bringing a lot of offense, you know, older offensive linemen, Cole Beasley's, John Brown, Diggs. Guys know. who will make his life easier. Exactly, exactly. And uh, that's what you have to, to me, that's what you do with a young quarterback. Early in his career, you get him guys that make his job easier. Mm-hmm. When he becomes a stud, if, if, if he becomes a stud, now you, you oh, let he makes him, the people's yeah, job you easier, let him right. make the people around him better. Mm-hmm. At the end of his career, you make you go back to making back. his his life easier again. Yeah, it's kind of like all of us, you know. Like yeah. when I'm a baby, you need to take care of me. Right. When I'm in my prime, I'll take care of you. Now I'm an old man. You got to change my diapers again. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but that's how it should. That's how it that's works. That's how it works. Right, if you're right. doing it right, like I respect the offense that Denver's built, and I'm not a big Drew Locke fan, no matter where he was. But he's got weapons. But they're all young. Yeah. You know, like. They kind of did it wrong. Yeah, like, I mean, they're all too young together. You know, I mean, yeah. that that's a problem for me. That yeah, and, and kind of like the coaching staff conversation. And maybe that doesn't work out for them. Uh, but you but see, if it, they plugged in a a Rivers with those young guys, or a, you know, somebody yeah. like that. That might be the move. You yeah, know? Um, yeah. Just, I mean, you could look at that that formula working time and again. Mm-hmm. You know, he just mentioned the Elway stuff in the previous segment. Well, they built, they gave. At the end of his career, hey, here's here's a great running back for you. That's, that's, right. Here's well, the, you know. What do you think Tampa's doing? We'll right. We'll get you A.B. and Gronk and, you know, while you Yeah, Kevin not been able to acquire enough targets for, for Right, we'll get you whatever Tom you want, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> Make <laughs> life easier for you. That's yeah. why he wanted out of out of New, uh, New England. They didn't do anything They for gave him. him no weapons. They expected right. him to continue to carry the load, and he, he just wasn't capable anymore. No, and he could for so many years. Yeah. And then it's time, you need to help me finally. You've got to get me some guys. Yeah. And he's smart enough to realize it and get out and yeah. go somewhere where they did. I mean, it's pretty obvious now. I mean, that's exactly what happened. Yeah, <laughs> you know. and now they they have no quarterback and they have no weapons. Right, no, nothing. <laughs> they got to start over. Interesting. Yeah. Anyways, we're going to take another break. He is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. Uh, when we come back, it's time for us to draft our DFS lineup for the Saturday Ooh, Sunday game. A couple so. ideas. All right, we'll get to that right after this. On. This is The Drive with Dale Lolly and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. It's time for the Fantasy Football Focus, and today we're going to do our lineup, DFS lineup yeah. on DraftKings. Um, Let's start with the D. We talked about that yesterday. We did talk about that yesterday, so we'll go to the defense. we got $50,000 to spend. Okay. Uh, we're doing the classic, so we got nine players to draft. A quarterback, gotcha. okay. two running backs, three wide receivers, a tight end, a flex, and a defense. No kicker, good. No kicker. And the defense is this week. Uh, we talked about this yesterday. It's rough. To me, it's Green Bay or bust. Yeah. And unless they're way more than everybody else, because all the other ones have really difficult matchups. And Green Bay and Buffalo at least could have weather on their side. Now, Goff is starting. Goff is starting. He yeah. practiced yesterday. 
but he can't be 100%. Yeah. And he wasn't playing well before he got hurt, by the yeah, way. Right, that's the other part of the equation. <laughs> I just think all Ram games take the under. I mean, they're they're $3,900. What's second? Just for Second is 36. Is, that's the uh, Chiefs. I'm definitely taking the Packers. Uh, last place is the Browns at 2,300. I don't blame them. Yeah. Uh, so okay, we're gonna put the we're gonna put the Packers in there as our defense. We're Good. gonna start with our defense first. Now that leaves us forty six thousand one hundred dollars. That's an average of fifty seven hundred and change for the rest of our our lineup. Fifty seven and change. Okay. Yeah. Now you go let's go tight end tight next. End? Okay. I was one of the because that's games. another spot where we can either we can save money or we can pay up because it's Kelsey at seventy eight hundred. Is that about as much as you ever see for a tight end? Um. Yeah, probably. I mean, it's Kelsey deal, though. Yeah. yeah. Andrews is at five thousand. Tanyan's at forty two hundred. After that, it's you're you're really scratching. You're, really, yeah. you're you're hoping. Part of me wants to just say do Kelsey, but we just bought the most expensive car at the first two lots we went. To. You can do that if you think you can get a value at some other positions. I think I can get some value. Okay, let's let's put Kelsey in there. All right, that's seven eight hundred. Okay, that leaves us an average of fifty four hundred now to spend on the rest of our okay. lineup. All right, do you want to do quarterback? Now? Let's do quarterback next. So we got Kelsey in there. I think we should try to be cheap here. Do we want to stack Mahomes with Kelsey? Well, yeah, but... He's $8,000. He's going to be number one, though, too, He's right? number one. Lamar Jackson's number two at 7,600. I actually prefer Allen to Jackson. Josh Allen is 7,400. Okay. Aaron Rodgers is 6,900. I don't like that one. Okay. I think the Rams D is really good. Tom Brady at 6,300. Yeah. I don't love that either. I don't love that either. That's a good defense. How about Breeze at 5,600? I don't like that either. Okay. Mayfield at 5,300. I kind of like that one. Okay. I'm thinking that's because I just think they're going to be catching up and he's going to, th- th- there's going to be a lot of points in that game. That they're would not, put us under back under on our target. Yeah, and I figured that's the way to do it. Do we want to go that route? I do. I'd love to do my homes and. Because they Kelsey. may just come out and try to run the football. and. Well, they will try. Yeah. And But I just think the, the second half will be about Baker. Okay. So that then uh, leaves us $33,000. For six spots, did you say? For six spots, yeah. Okay. So that's an average of fifty five hundred per spot. And you go to running back? At running back, you have Alvin Kamara at seventy nine hundred. You have Aaron Jones at sixty eight hundred. Nick Chubb at sixty six hundred. JK Dobbins at six thousand. Cam Akers at fifty seven hundred. That one I like. Yeah. He's going in the lineup. Yeah. yeah he is. He is. <laughs> that fits our budget. I think the Rams D will be able to allow them to keep using Akers. Yeah. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is fifty five hundred. Do we know he's playing? He's questionable. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, Ronald Jones is fifty two hundred. Again, questionable. Yeah, right. Le'Veon Bell at fifty one hundred. Leonard Fournette at forty nine hundred. Not with Jones looming, but Kareem Hunt at forty eight hundred. Fourth quarter. That's kind of a stack. It's kind of a stack because he plays on passing downs. If you think they're going to get blown out. You think they're going to be behind? He's he plays on third down situation. He he was the more valuable guy last week. He scored twice Mm -hmm. against the Steelers. They'll lean on Chubb early, but I don't know how long you can stick with that. Yeah. Now you've also got Devin Singletary at forty five hundred. He was one I was going to bring up because I don't think he's very good. I don't love the player, but Zach Moss is out, and I'm sure they'll do some empty stuff where there's not a running back on the field. They do a lot of that. But he's a running back. Yeah. I mean, he's going to get he's gonna get the ball. A dozen touches, 15 touches. Yeah, right. I think he's cheap. I think he makes sense to me. Or, you know, we could we could put one in the in our starting lineup and one in the flex. Right, right, right. And then we've saved a lot of money because they're 48 and 4,500. Now we can spend the rest of it on wide receivers. That's what I'm thinking. 
All right, going to well, pencil those two in. Let's put Acres or let's put Hunter. Uh, we got Acres at one running back position, Hunt at the other, and then we'll go uh, with at the flex position. Singletary. Singletary. Give me a couple names after Singletary if you would that are cheaper. If, just in case somebody doesn't blow our doors off. You're probably not going to love this. I mean, like Latavius Murray. And... It's uh, what, uh, Jamal Williams, mm-hmm. uh, Thompson from uh, Kansas City, no. Latavius Murray, Gus Edwards. Um, I mean, Edwards plays a fair amount since Ingram doesn't anymore, but yeah. I'd rather Singletary than Brown with the Rams. Um, yeah. then none of them you, are... you don't want to double stack the Rams running backs. Yeah, I'm, I'm cool with what we got. Yeah. All right. So uh, do we have a good buck to spend on two receivers? We will have yeah. Let me uh, let me put uh, all right. Let me get Singletary in there in the flex at forty five hundred. That leaves us with eighteen thousand to spend on three receivers. That's an average of six thousand a piece wow. for your, our UPJ math. Yeah, yes, yes. All right. So the top guy is Devonte Adams at eighty six hundred. I don't like that. I don't like that with Ramsey in town. Tyreek Hill is eight thousand. I don't dislike that at all. Yeah. Stephon Diggs seventy three hundred. Fine, but that's a good secondary. That's yeah. not as easy as matchup. How about Michael Thomas at sixty seven hundred? Decent. That's a nice price. You're not going to get Michael Thomas much cheaper than that. Right. That's about the best you ever get on yeah. him, I would imagine. Uh, Mike Evans at 6400 No, because Lattimore owns him. It's just a – I would consider the other two, though, from Tampa. Yeah. Well, you got Chris Goblin at 6100 Okay. You got Robert Woods at 5900 Not with – they may not throw yeah. very much. Jarvis Landry at 5600 That would stack with Mayfield. And Hunt, kind of. Yeah. Not bad. But I think I would I would rather have A B who's cheaper. A B is fifty four hundred. Kind of like A B at that price. Yeah. Cooper Cup is fifty three hundred. Questionable though. Yeah. Marquise Brown fifty two hundred. I don't dislike it. I mean he's boomer bust and I know he's been in your doghouse this year, but they throw him a lot. Uh Cole Beasley is forty nine hundred. Hmm. Sammy Watkins forty eight hundred. Don't love it. John Brown at forty six hundred. <laughs> bad taste in our he mouth. He burned us last week. week. Zero. How about Emmanuel Sanders at forty five hundred? It's not awful. Um, you get Robinson from Kansas City at forty three hundred. Rashard Higgins at forty one hundred. It's a good price for him. Um, Davis from Buffalo at four thousand. That's pretty low down the list. Lazard at thirty nine hundred. That isn't bad. Yeah. Let me, let me look at Lazard's stats here recently. Um, his He's game number log. two receiver. For Aaron Rodgers. Well, here's the problem. The last two games of the season, uh, or actually his last four games, three for 19, six for 56, two for 14, and two for, or, I'm sorry, five for 56, uh, two for 14, two for 17. That's a good. Yeah. I'm not loving that. That's still that more over. than what John Brown did for us. Well, last <laughs> right, but that's not the production we're looking for. Valdez here, Scantling the last four games. You're looking at two for 87 and a touchdown. Yeah. Uh, no catches on one target against Carolina. Against Detroit, it was six for 85 and a touchdown. And against Philadelphia, it was uh, no catches on two targets. So it's been hit and miss with well, They've him. been running the ball a ton is really what's yeah. going on here. They've been beating up bad teams and running the ball with Dylan in the snow and those type of games. Now, Higgins in his last game was targeted seven times against the Steelers, had two catches. Yeah. Um, He's not bad, though. Two catches for 28 yards. He, uh, against the Steelers, the last uh, in the regular season finale, three uh, three targets, two catches for 55, four for 76, six for 68, a touchdown against Baltimore. Okay. Let's do this exercise and see if you're cool with it. Okay. If you put Tyreek and A.B. in the lineup. Okay. What we got left? Uh, that would leave us just one starter to pick. That leaves us 4,600. 
And what's that get us roughly? John Brown is the top guy. You're willing to go back? 4,600. Or you get Emmanuel Sanders at 4,500. Yeah, he's going to get targets. Yeah. Emmanuel Sanders uh, game log. He had uh, against Chicago in the, in the uh, finale uh, two catches on three targets for three yards. Yeah. But the game before that against Carolina, nine catches for 63 and a touchdown. You'll take that, obviously. Uh, the game in Week 16 against uh, Minnesota, four catches for 83. Okay. Uh, against Kansas City in Week 15 was four for 76. Okay, here's my question to you then. I think we'd agree he would be our pick for our remaining money. But would you rather have Manny Sanders and Tyreek or Michael Thomas and question mark? Well, let's see. Um Let's take because that was a nice bargain on Thomas. Let's take Thomas. Let's take Tyreek out of the lineup. Put Thomas in. That leaves us fifty nine hundred, and then our top targets are Robert Woods, Jarvis Landry, Cooper Cup, Marquise Brown. I might like that better. We already have Kelsey. What if we go cheap on that, and then instead of going with Mayfield, we go with Mahomes, and not use use Thomas and Sanders. And bump up to Mahomes. Let's see if we can do that. That leaves us mm. with, uh, let's see if we take Mayfield out of the lineup. That does not get us enough money. Okay. We need another $1,300 to get yeah, to Mahomes. So we're not really even close. No, we're not. So if I gave you, of those names you mentioned, I kind of like Marquise Brown better than the two Rams. I wish Cup was healthy. Would you rather have Thomas and Brown or Sanders and Hill? Thomas and Brown or Sanders and Hill. Hmm. I think there'll be a lot of points in Buffalo. I think Sanders. Ravens. I think Sanders and Hill. Tyreek could blow up. I mean, he's a monster. He, he, yeah, I have no problem with that. I think they're pretty equal. I think Sanders is unlikely to do poorly. I, I yeah. don't think he'll blow up. One way or the other, we're taking one of the Saints receivers. Yeah, and I think cool I, I think Sanders is is a clear double. Yeah, right, 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 right. Where Tyreek's a... Where Tyreek could be your Grand Slam, like three Grand Slams. <laughs> right. And it worse is a double. Yeah. And you've also got Kelsey, so you've essentially got the entire Kansas City passing game. Which I'm fine with. That's a good one to have. That's not a bad one to have. <laughs> ben just one, of the two, on one of the two is catching multiple touchdown passes this week. Yeah, I doubt it's Sammy Watkins and Demarcus Robinson and right. Yeah. I'm cool with that. Let's do Tyreek and, uh, okay, so and we're gonna, Manny. We're going to take... Him out, we got okay. So that gives Manny us, over John Brown, I think so. That gives us that gives us. We still left, have a hundred dollars left over. Um, again, so the our lineup would then be Mayfield at quarterback, Cam Akers at running back, Kareem Hunt at the other running back position. Okay, Tyreek Hill, cool. Antonio Brown, I like it. Emmanuel Sanders, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Travis Kelsey. That's the beauty of it. Uh, Devin, Sing- Devin Singletary at running back and the Packers defense. I kind of look at Singletary and Sanders as there are single, maybe they turn into a double. Let's take a look. If we take Singletary out of the lineup. What other flexes are we could, Yeah, we can take what other flexes, see if, what, what we can spend there. So you get John Brown. Real quick question. There's not a quarterback that's only 100 more than Bayfield, I bet. I don't believe that there I, is. I think he's a little bit down behind those guys. Yeah. Now, if we, okay. go, if we go really cheap, well, that would be really super cheap. If flex, we could get Mahomes. Mm. I think we have enough of the Casey pass. Let, let me see what if we if we do that. What what that leaves us is the flex position. If there's a nineteen, there's no nineteen hundred dollar player, so we'd have to leave. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'd have to go really cheap somewhere else. So, uh, a quarterback. 
Fifty, yeah. Uh, Mayfield is fifty three hundred. Drew Brees is fifty six. Okay, so I was wondering if there's one one yeah. bump up, maybe. But okay, if we take Singletary out of the, the flex, that leaves is there us, somebody a hundred bucks more than him. Uh, John Brown is forty six hundred. Right. I don't love that. Singletary is forty five. Singletary's not getting a zero. Um, Jamal Williams at forty four hundred. I, don't I think that. I'm happy with Singletary. Yeah, I'm um, just looking here. Uh, Robinson, Gus Edwards. Maybe Edwards. Maybe Edwards, but I, I, I'd rather have the guy who's not sharing any carries with anybody else. Singletary doesn't catch the ball much, but Edwards doesn't at all. Yeah, uh, and if you look at yeah, Singlet- Singletary, you look at Singletary's game logs here over the last uh, ever, over the last month. Last week against Indianapolis, he only had three carries for 21 yards. Allen ran the ball a lot. Yeah, but he had three catches for 23 yards. Mm-hmm. Uh, against Miami. He had three carries for seven yards, one catch for six. Ugh. Yeah, I mean, but Zach. But they were—that was just a complete blowout. And they were blowing them yeah. out, right? They didn't play any of the starters uh, against New England in Week 16. It was ten carries for 36 yards, two catches for 16. Uh, I mean, I don't love him, but I just yeah. think his situation's good. Against Denver in Week 15, it was eight for 68 with a touchdown, three catches for 16 yards. So he's actually caught the ball a little bit more. In That's the most weeks. encouraging thing. If we if he gets three catches for us. We're fine. Yeah, he's going to get you ten, or double. He's going to get you ten points. That's what you're looking for out of there. Right. You hope that the rest of your lineup, you know, if if it's Kelsey, if Kelsey and Hill and Acres hit like you think they're going to, mm-hmm. then you take that ten points out of right, right, right. If you get ten out of Sanders, ten out of Singletary, uh, I think you're you'd take that, right? And if he falls into the end zone, all the better. Well, of course, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Or you know, get you know, I would think if I'm Baltimore, I'm loading up to stop. I don't want Josh Allen running the football. No. I want Devin Singletary running the football. Agreed. I mean, I think they're going to hit and blitz him a lot. And they'll probably take some Steeler tactics, play a lot of man-to-man coverage. And really, those those Ravens linebackers aren't so great in coverage. Right. That's a thing you can take advantage of. Right. I mean, Let's to take slow a, down the blitz, what do, do you do? Did we then look at Dawson Knox at tight end? I thought about it. Of the guys we didn't mention, of the super cheap guys, he would be my pick. Because then we could spend up at the wide receiver position. Yeah, but I like Kelsey. <laughs> yeah, Kelsey's hard to turn away from. But if Knox catches five passes for fifty-eight yards and gets in the end zone, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. And he's been. And you also get you also then get Michael Thomas instead of uh, Emmanuel Sanders. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that's a question. Thomas and Knox versus Kelsey and Sanders. I think I still want Kelsey. I do like the Knox call though. I was thinking about him. Yeah, because that's where you. This is the thing here. You want. Because what you want to do here is not get the chalky picks, mm-hmm. because unless unless those guys go off, if if Tyreek Hill goes off and you have him in your lineup, fantastic. Right, right, right. If he doesn't, well, you're you're in the same boat that the other twenty eight percent of the people. Because there's only there's only four games this weekend, mm-hmm. so there's the, I, pick from the idea is to pick guys who aren't who are going to go off, but aren't necessarily going to be in everybody's lineup. If not you certainly qualifies. So I think you we know, got I, go I think off, we got right. that with Mayfield. Yes, I, th- I think so too. I think we probably have that with Singletary. Probably. Uh, we probably have that with Emmanuel Sanders. We got some guys here that aren't going to be super They're chalky, super but we chalky. have Kelsey's going to be in a lot of lineups. Oh, sure. Hill's going to be in a lot of lineups. Acres is going to be in a lot of lineups. Yes, he he's will. a good value. Yeah, and people know him. Now. Yeah. Um, when when you initially started giving me the the tight end values, I thought Kelsey or bleh, and Knox would be my bleh. See, I think Tanyan could be a guy there too, mm-hmm. because if if Adams is taken out of the equation, we just rattled off the the, the Lazard. Uh, 
Tanyan's really the number two target there, especially in the red zone. He kind of is. I don't know. Kelsey's hard for me to ignore against those Brown safeties. I know. know. And their linebackers. Right. You know, uh, again, you look at seven. Here's his last four games. Eight catches for 136. Eight catches for one. And he scored in every one of these games. It's every week for that Eight catches for 136. Eight for 68 and a score. And seven for 98 and a score. I mean, Mm -hmm. he just scores every week. He scores every week. Because there's going to be Mahomes. If we're going to have to beat teams that have Mahomes, we're going to have to have Tyreek and Kelsey. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because there's only a lot of people playing Mahomes, I'm sure. Yeah, because you only get four points for a touchdown pass. Okay. So you need you, you, you need Mayfield to throw for, like, at least 250 I and a couple of safe. touchdowns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You might run for 15, 20 yards. Yeah. He's not going to be Mahomes. No. But you're not paying for Mahomes. You're, you know, that allows you to get – Kelsey and Hill. Kelsey and Hill, yeah. I think I want Kelsey more than – I like the Knox call, and it's worth exploring – Michael Thomas, I'm not sure, is the same as he last year, Michael Thomas. But he still gets peppered with targets. Yes. <laughs> yes. And, uh, and there's no Devin White in the middle of the field. And, oh, he's back. Oh, is he back? Yeah, okay. it was a COVID thing. I think okay. he's, he's back in practicing. All right. So that's our our lineup then. We're going to go no, with this. I'm going to enter this. It's Baker Mayfield at quarterback for 5,300. Cam Akers at running back for 5,700. Kareem Hunt at running back for 4,800. Uh, Tyreek Hill at wide receiver for 8,000. Antonio Brown at wide receiver for 5,400. Emmanuel Sanders at wide receiver for 4,500. Travis Kelsey at tight end for 7,800. Devin Singletary at running back for 4,500. And the Packers D at 3,900. That leaves us with $100 to spend. Boy, I wish we had that $100, yeah, but right. we don't. We're going to enter that. We're getting into a $5 contest here on DraftKings. Hopefully, we at least double our money. Here's a crazy idea. If you had $100 left to spend, they should give you a point. You get, if you have $200 left to spend, you get two points. They should, but they yeah. don't. They don't do that, huh? Yeah. And I'm hitting enter. Do it. Now, we are in. We are locked in, like baby. Like locked it. in. Congratulations, you're in. We're in the $75,000 huddle. It's a single entry. That's the only kind of – that's all I play on, on DraftKings is single entries. Okay. I don't want to get in there. They have somewhere you can enter 20 different lineups. Heck, you want to root for? each person. That's just – that's ridiculous. Yeah. Give me one lineup. I'll go with that. I'm sure yeah. there's mathematicians and professionals that do that and lay it all out. Oh, yeah. I just yeah. want to root for the guys I pick. Yeah. You know? And I've, I've done okay this year. I've, yeah, I know. I've Good. More than tripled. Actually, I've more than quadrupled my money well, once, so, for the year. So, Humble brag. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> but we're experts, so why, why shouldn't oh, we? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, he is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. That's the, uh, that is our fantasy football focus. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll talk more Steelers right after this. You're tuned to The Drive on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson and uh, some uh, Steelers news and notes here. Mm-hmm. The Steelers signed 13 players to reserve future contracts. These are essentially just – these are guys – you get eliminated. Yeah, this yeah. is what happens. You sign the guys who are on your practice squad. Yeah, and they'll be at camp next year. They'll be at camp next year. Those guys are uh, Anthony Johnson, 
Uh, wide receiver Anthony Johnson, wide receiver Cody White, tight end Kevin Rader. Good. Uh, offensive tackle Anthony Coyle. Rader and Coyle spent some time on the active roster mm-hmm. this year. Uh, offensive tackle Brandon Walton. Uh, safety John Battle. Linebacker to Gray Scales, who also spent some time on the uh, active roster this year. Uh, defensive tackle Demarcus Christmas. Defensive end Calvin Taylor. Punter Corliss Waitman, uh, who was on the practice squad all year. That yeah, was yeah. Uh, uh, long snapper Christian Kuntz, who's been around for a while now. Um, offensive tackle John Leglue. I wonder if he sticks to <laughs> defenders like Leglue. And then cornerback uh, Trevor Williams. Uh, 11 of those guys of the 13 uh, ended the season on the Steelers practice squad. Yeah, so you're familiar with them. You bring them to camp, and yeah. you know, they, they don't count. You don't hurt your cap or anything at the moment. And any of those names jump out at you? I mean, not really for me. Well, know. Raiders, the, Raiders. Is, is the guy that uh, is the most interesting. Uh, Coyle. Like I think Raider will make some, the team next year. Yeah, I think I think he has a shot depending yeah. on what they do in the offseason. I think you know perhaps Coyle has that chance to be that guy who okay. makes the yeah the develop, developmental tackle who takes that step for That'd you. Right. And uh, I'd love a guy like Christmas to be your sixth defensive line. Well, and the other guy to keep an eye on is Corliss Waitman. Yeah, right. It's a chance to be your punter next year because Save a buck and, yeah, I mean, right. is he you know has he gotten better? Is he you know? I, He's not bad. Right, right. I mean, I watched him punt all year long because that's all he did all year long was stand there and punt and yeah, you know, yeah. work with the Danny Smith and, you know, trying to kind of, as a developmental guy, I'm sure they were looking I mean, at that. Going, league minimum. Yeah. I mean, they, you know, they, they cut Jordan Berry at the end of the preseason to go ahead and, and sign, uh, um, why can't I think of his name now? No, Barr. I can't either, but. Okay, yeah. yeah. And then, then they got Barry back. And then they got Barry back after Barr failed, uh, bombed out. But Colquitt. Colquitt, I'm the sorry. Other, Car- yeah, Colquitt, yeah. Specialist. Colquitt. Um, but they kept Waitman around all season. Now, part of that was because of the COVID situation, and you wanted to have a guy ready just in case. Yeah, that's why I was a little shocked that they – But the other part of the reason for that was because you're looking down the line, you, obviously they like this guy – that they think, hey, maybe he could be, you know, the punter next year. I don't know what they're paying Barry off the top of my head with the new contract. I mean, I know he was a little pricey the first time around. It was not. It was nine hundred thousand dollars. Okay, to bring him back. Yeah, but they obviously didn't think he's one of the best punters in the league. You know, they let him go just a couple of months ago. Yeah. So yeah, that'd be interesting. So that's something to keep an eye on with that. Uh, Jerry Dulac also Real report. Quick, I'm sorry, two yeah. punters, two long snappers, but no other kickers. Obviously, no other kickers. Yeah. yeah. Um, Jerry Dulek also reporting that the uh, the Steelers' uh, senior defensive assistant, uh, secondary coach Terrell Austin, mm-hmm. uh, interviewing for the defensive coordinator position in Tennessee. Don't love that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it sounds like Canada's interviewing in Miami. Well, I don't know that he's interviewing. I, I think or he's. he's in the mix, I, think, or... I think he sent out some feelers. Okay. I think that's his mo. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, spend, I would a, lose spend Austin, a year though. somewhere and then go somewhere else. I mean, especially after letting go of Bradley, I would not want to lose Austin. Yeah, that would that That's would be kind of a double uh, whammy there. Yeah, so I, you know, if you're the Steelers, um, you can stop that, right? But you know, cost somebody else's job, right? Yeah. And we know how that works. Yeah, and I guess you consider it. I mean, if he says, "Hey, I got a offer on the table. I'm going to go take the job in Tennessee, try to build a pass rush." I mean, if you're the Titans, you get the worst pass rush in the league, you might as well look at the team with the best pass rush in the league. Yeah, you want to find out. And again, maybe it's a situation where, hey, these guys rush the passer well. You know, Terrell Austin, you've been there for two years. Right. What I know are, you're not bringing TJ with you. What do we need to do here? Right, at least help us out, right? Yeah. I mean, that's our biggest weakness. And uh, can you help us with blitz schemes or, you know, coverage behind this stuff? And, yeah, yeah, it makes sense. They actually got some pressure last week. 
They did. That was surprising. Yeah. And a little worrisome if I was the uh, the birdies a little bit. Like, I, I was wondering, is their pass – we know their protection is not great, but he was sacked, I think, four times on yeah. not that many attempts. Yeah, it's, it's – it's, I think it's – you know, I think it's a problem for Baltimore. I do, too. I don't think they protect the quarterback real well. No, they're 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 run they're a run blocking line. They're all big hammers. Yeah, yeah. and they've gotten better. They don't move real well. <laughs> they don't move real well. Stanley did. Yolanda yeah. did. Right, but the rest of them are big hammers, downhill guys. Yeah, so that's going to be something to keep an eye on uh, this weekend with Buffalo mm-hmm. and in Baltimore. Buffalo uh, doesn't have a stud pass rusher, but they have a pretty good pass rush in in terms of they pressures. have a bunch of guys across the board. Yeah, yeah. Hughes is decent, and they got you know Oliver was first round pick, and but it's, they don't have a stud. Yeah, I, I think they will get some pressure on Lamar in this game. And I do too. Yeah, and I think they'll do well against their receivers, but their run defense isn't great, which yeah. obviously isn't what you want. Yeah, um, but Baltimore's such a different run game mm-hmm. than most because it's all both of those teams. The quarterback is the main running guy. You know, the main running yeah, guy. Yeah, right. It's, a little it's weird. Yeah, it it's, is in a very different it's, way. It's almost high schoolish. And one of the reasons the the Bills aren't great against the run is the Rams are like this. The Packers are like this. They won't dedicate an extra guy to the box. In a way, they're kind of begging you to run, and which is an analytical view of it all. Like if you're going to get a cloud of dust, fine. You you're not going to be able to keep up with Josh Allen and, and folks. So we're not going to we're not going to dedicate ourselves to it. But they're also not great tacklers. They've missed a lot of tackles this year, which. That would worry you. That's a, a problem. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I you know, I was, I as I was game. watching the game last week, I was watching the Bills game, um, and they did—they weren't running the backs no. really. It was all—it was almost all Josh Allen as their running game, and they were still running him in the fourth quarter when they had a, a double-digit lead. And I'm like, is that really the smartest thing to do? Yeah, I don't think so either. Yeah. I, At some point, you need to be able to line up and run the football. Mm-hmm. As opposed Rams to having been guilty of that too. Yeah, like, as opposed to having your quarterback go out there and you know because you kind of need that guy. You need that guy. I mean, if it's a Super Bowl, it's a playoffs. It's, I mean, right. obviously that's a little bit different than the games on the line um, because that that spread that they come out with. I mean, they come out with four receivers: Dawson Knox and Allen. That's hard to combat. Yeah, you know, nobody has four corners and a safety that can cover Knox. You know, and he's your running back, and you still have to honor the run game. But I don't do it with a 13-point lead. No, in the fourth, mean, quarter, in the fourth with, quarter with you know, six minutes left. Mm-hmm. I'm not running him into the line like that. Right. Um, and uh, he does exactly slide and get out of bounds. Yeah, I think, the, the, I think the play in, in uh, question, I think I actually texted you. He got bent over backwards at the line of scrimmage. Yeah, it was kind of ugly. Yeah, I'm like, ooh. We're holding our breath for a while, right? <laughs> he don't need that. No, absolutely. Um, Boy, he's been good, though. A couple notes on him, too, which I think in that game will be fun. He has much better numbers – against pressure and man coverage than not. You know what I mean? Like, he, yeah. he, those are two of the spots he really excels. But I bet they blitz him still like crazy. And well, I that's what they, they do. Yeah. yeah. And it, that first half versus the Steelers comes to mind where it took him a while to get his bearings and he was under a lot of heat, but he stood in there. But what if he doesn't? You know right. What, what if he makes a you know a critical mistake? He throws mm-hmm. a pick six or something like that. Well, exactly. now you've played into Baltimore's hands. That's what that's what Baltimore hopes. That's what they're hoping. That's what they're that's set what they're up to do. To do hey, sure. we're gonna go. We're gonna come out. We're gonna pressure you. Yeah. You're gonna make a mistake. We're gonna get up fourteen nothing, and then we're gonna run the ball like crazy. Like crazy. <laughs> and if they win, I bet that's how it goes. Yeah. And people will be like, "Oh, Allen's overrated." No, I mean, that's a tough tough chore, especially if they're if he's in you know empty. Without any help, and they're bringing five-man pressures with only five blockers and six-man pressures, you know, because they'll be very aggressive. I, I, I'm kind of excited to watch that chess match when Buffalo's the ball. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Uh, the other games, of course, uh, Kansas City 
in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. I think that's just a mismatch. I do too. I mean, to I mean, me, if Nick Chubb is the MVP of that game, they'll be in it. They won't win it. Though. I don't know if they'll win it. But they'll <laughs> be in it. Yeah. I don't know. The, I don't know that Kansas City's going to hand them five turnovers. No chance. Yeah. And the the coverage people didn't get any better for Cleveland, with yeah. the exception of Ward being added. Yes, and, and of course Kansas City also rested mm-hmm. and ready for this game. Uh one thing I heard today too though, we have a betting guy on Thursdays, and he they did some homework that teams that rest their starters in week seventeen and then have a bye usually struggle, especially early in the game. That's yeah. too much rest. Yeah. Reed's known as like the master of the bye week and all that, but that's a long time. Of it is a long time, much, yeah. You know, right? But can Cleveland take advantage of that? That's the they have to get up early. Just yeah. like they, I mean, that's their script that's against their, everybody, yeah. especially good teams. Yeah, they. I mean, they want to just run the football and not make Baker throw the ball twenty five times. Mm-hmm. This is not a game where he's going to get away with throwing, not throwing the ball. That's why we put him in our DFS lineup. He's yeah. going to throw the ball. I mean, yeah. It, He's going to have to even if this game's close. Yeah, it's because not going to be at some point, Kansas City, Kansas City's going to get it going. Oh, even yeah. if they, you saw it in the Super Bowl last year. Mm-hmm. You know, it's 21 10 in the third quarter or in the fourth quarter. And everybody, well, Much better D than the Browns. And all of a sudden, boom. It yeah. just, you know, They'll the, the floodgates open and they yeah. score three touchdowns in seven minutes. And you're like, what, what the hell just happened? Yeah. They're very capable and they often do it, you know, right. Yeah. If you're yeah. going to beat them, you, you can't just run the football and, and you know, try to sit on the lead. That, mm-hmm. that doesn't work. You know what I also think is an overrated theme is we're going to run the football and keep Mahomes on the sidelines. Well, he's still going to come back off. I mean, like, whether you punt, kick a field goal, or turn it over or score a touchdown, you may you know, cut him down to 10 possessions instead of 13. Maybe. Maybe. If, if you really you, you saw it like, last but, week for the Browns against the Steelers. Like, they're up 28 points. It's or they're up thirty five to ten at the half. Mm-hmm. The Steelers made that a two score game rather quick, quickly because quick. the Browns tried to they tried to turtle in the third quarter. Yeah, right, right. You know, we just we're just going to control the clock and keep Mahomes on the sidelines. Doesn't really work. I think that's a bit of a myth. Like, yeah. No, you got to put up thirty five. Yeah. Because he's going to do he's going to do it. It might take the fourth quarter until he explodes. But Andy Reid's going to figure yeah. out all your, your defense isn't good enough to do that to him. No, no you know, not at all. Right. I mean, I you know the Steelers defense could keep them in check for a while. The the, the Niners almost. Did. Yeah, the Rams defense could keep yeah. them in check for a while. But you're not going to stop them for an entire game. No. You know, and in the Super Bowl, if you remember, Buckner and Bosa are whipping up on the Chiefs' offensive line and making Mahomes' life tough. You know. Uh, Garrett might do that, but not, not this great. version of them. No, not they don't have Sherman and all those guys either. Yeah. You know, so that one's going to be interesting. Uh, over in the NFC, I think you have the mismatch of the weekend. To me, is Rams at Packers. I agree, but I think the Rams, the Rams defense, keep close. will keep it close. Yeah, but I don't think they can win that game. I don't think they can win it either. But I, Acres and defense, I think makes that thing. I have a lot of respect for that that coaching staff. The young defensive coordinator, McVay, I don't have much respect for Goff, but I think Akers and defense makes that closer than people want to think. All the betters out there. I, st- I still think it's 7 to 10. I, you know, even if it's 24 10, mm-hmm. um, it's still 24 10. I mean, it was not close. No. See, I think because Rodgers Rogers will hit some throws. I know. I, I don't know. care how much you shut him down or, you know, take, Tyre- you know, take uh, Devontae Adams out of the game. I mean, he's the ultimate of elevating those around him yeah. at this point. I just don't – I think Donald – I know he's not 100%, but Donald, that scheme, Ramsey on Adams, makes things tough on them. It will make things tough, but I don't – I just I don't – that's th- like a 2017 game or a yeah. 17-16 game. Um, and then the final one is the third 
time yeah, third, third time around for the uh, for the pack or for the uh, yes the Saints in the in the Bucks and the first two have not been close. No, the last one was really bad. Yeah. Um, maybe I'm putting drinking too much Tom Brady Kool Aid and AB Kool Aid, but I think they've been so much better since their Week 13 bye, and that this version of the Bucks is the best version we've seen yet. I think they're gonna pull an upset. I don't know. Can they block Cam Jordan? Can they? Can they do those? Yeah. It's, it won't be easy. I mean, Peyton owns those guys. Right? Yeah. Peyton's beat up on the Bucks for years. Yeah. I mean, he, that that uh, I'm not a big Breeze believer though. I like the way Brady's playing much more than Breeze. Yeah, I mean that's that's the one thing. That, but I also think that you know they've got Kamara back. Mm-hmm. Um, Devin White helps though. Devin White helps there, but I don't T-Bay know. He hasn't been very good. It's, it is it's not. A it's bit of a mirage. It, it was early, yeah. Right. And, and, and it, when they pl- again, they look great early against everybody, but the Saints. But the Saints, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, mean, the Saints just tore them up. Mm-hmm. I mean, Peyton's the ultimate schemer. I don't feel super, you know, confident about it. I know they're a dog, but I'm going to pick the Bucks to win that one. I think the quarterback advantage. I think their offense is playing better. They throw the ball down the field. Yeah. To me, if there's if there's an upset this weekend, I think it's Baltimore over. Buffalo. I don't even think of that as an upset. I think that's just a total coin flip game. Yeah, I mean, it really is. Yeah, um, I don't know what the line is on it or whatever, but I don't. I haven't even looked would, at the lines. Yeah, whatever it is, I think that's a total coin flip game. Yeah. So, but, uh, but if you're gonna give me points, I'll take whoever's getting them. I would imagine that's, that's Baltimore. Good way to, I would imagine it's Baltimore at home, <laughs> yeah. and, and there will be fan. There are fans in Kansas City. Okay. There are fans in Buffalo. I don't believe there's any fans yet in Green Bay or I don't think New or Orleans. New Orleans. Right. And that could play a factor. That could play a factor, and I think I thought that was a huge factor last week for the Steelers. The fact that they had nobody in the building. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, you were there, and it's you know you mentioned it after the game that maybe things don't get out of hand as quite as much, or the Steelers come out with a little more spark. I mean, or when the, when the tide starts to turn and the crowd yes, starts to get into it, then, that's what we were talking you know, about. When whenever they were coming back from the, the dead, yeah, the pressure the pressure's now on. You know, the the fans are are back into it. They're mm-hmm. you know, you've cut it to twelve points, and here we go. Yeah. And all of a sudden, they can't hear the snap count as well. And here comes TJ and Cam, and, and you know, right? Fumble the snap, or what? You know, right, now right, you right. shoot a ball over the quarterback's head. Mm-hmm. There's all that pressure, but yeah, um, such is life in this season. But yeah, gonna be a fun weekend, though. Looking forward to it. We'll see how it breaks down. But uh, we're gonna take another break. He all is right. Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You're listening to the Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. You're tuned to The Drive on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. And, uh, Matt, um, going to wrap up the show here. It's been quite the day. Yeah, a lot going on. And you'd rather you were talking about an upcoming playoff game, but it's still newsworthy. And with all respect to the, those that have left the team and whatnot, I mean, it's a tough life being a coach. But it does bring excitement, you know, who's next and what kind of changes will come and what's the logic for bringing this guy in or that guy. So I think that's fun stuff. It is. Uh, at the same time, I mean, you know, there's a human element. There is. Forgotten. That's yeah. the thing that drives me crazy about this. You know, fire everybody. Fire everybody. Right. Get yeah. rid of this guy. Get rid of that guy. These are people. Yeah. You know, 
Uh, how you know whatever your job is you know what if, if people were out there screaming for our jobs constantly hey matt and dale right, stink right. <laughs> you need to get rid of them fire them off like oh trust me i've heard plenty of that over my my time doing this for a living but, but not but, like you know people cheering oh the, hey they finally got rid of feekner they did this sure. they did like these are people yeah no one calls in the uh accountant or roofer network and says fire all these guys yeah. they're, they're jokes imagine they're, yeah imagine you know, it, you know if you're the if you're families. a counter worker at mcdonald's mm-hmm. and some c- customer comes rolling in and, and, and goes to your managers you need to fire this guy immediately yeah, this guy's a joke what's your you reaction know, like gonna kind of be stuff, you know right? it's yeah. like it's just you think these people aren't trying their hardest and aren't qualified to get there to begin with and you know you and i especially you are at least you get the opportunity to to meet these people and you know, interview them, even if it is in a professional setting. But sometimes we get to know them better. And I've been on staff with these guys, and everybody gets let go, and they know that's part of the gig. I yeah, mean, absolutely. A guy like Feetner's been here a long. All those guys have been here a long time, and that's that beats the over under, you know. Yeah. But still, it's rough. And people, you know, a lot of times I, I hear um, in, in my job, well, you, you know, if the Steelers have a bad game. It's immediately fire everybody, get rid of them all. Uh, well, first of all, they're not going to do that. Of course, after a game in the middle of the season, it's one game. <laughs> right. Secondly, they're not going to do that in the middle of a season. I, that's that part makes it's me never going to happen. Too. Right. What now, good does that do? If you want to see, and so they get mad at. Well, you you didn't you know you didn't say fire everybody and, and get rid of this and that's I'm like, no. I'm gonna I'm gonna give yeah. you some some legit. I'll give that thought after the season's over mm-hmm. and. Absolutely, and, it was time to move on from Randy Feekner. There was, uh, you know, I don't think a lot of people. And, and I like Randy on sure. a personal level; he's a great guy. It. Right, right. Um, it, but you know, the time it, it, it had run its course. Um, you know, I like Todd Haley. Todd Haley was was a good guy. He did some good things. Yeah, here, I, too, right. he did some good things here. Um, obviously, he apparently, didn't play well with others. That's all part of it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I, I just you know, there's there's a human element here to all of this that. Um, you know, I, one time in my career, have I called for a firing, um, in that, in that situation. And then it did not happen. Mm. And you can face that guy every day, you know? <laughs> right, right, right. And it, and it can make. It's not your decision. And, and yeah. uh, you know, uh, there's a difference between being a reporter and being a columnist or a radio show host or whatever that mm-hmm. may be. If you're a reporter, you don't necessarily, you know, you're not calling for, you know, I'm reporting it, it when I report after a game. I'm going to tell you what happened and why it happened, or what their thinking yeah, was. Yeah. People sometimes misconstrue that. Well, you're you're standing up for no. I'm not. I'm telling you what their thinking was mm-hmm. on this. You know why didn't Mike Tomlin go for that on fourth and one from the 46? Well, here was his thinking. Their mm-hmm. defense had just gotten two back two back to back three and outs that took a minute each off the clock. And the next sentence is, so he should be fired. Right. <laughs> yeah, of course not. Like, right. oh, I can't believe you're not hammering him on this. Well, right. he made a decision in, the, in a split second. His defense had just gotten back-to-back three and outs. If, the, if that punt is downed inside to 10, he's getting another three and out because Cleveland's not throwing the ball in that situation. And so, you that's know, the mo- of, that's yeah. his logic for going through it. Yeah. Um, and the Steelers proved this more than anybody. When you fire somebody, even if it's a coordinator or a running back coach or whatever – there's, there's going to be a transition period. The new guy just doesn't step in and just take it all up and you know, yeah. A, a, a notch now right one of the big one of the big the big storyline of training camp next year is how's the, how's this offense adjusted to the new offensive coordinator? Adjusted, adjusted. Not, not where, where is it better necessarily? Yeah. It's 
hey, Ben, hey, Mason, you know, if you had a hard time learning this new stuff, and what adjustments have you had to Is make? your new verbiage? Is we it, you don't like adjusting. We like doing yeah. what we're doing and having, you know, rolling along. So that's all part of it. And, you know, the other thing, you know, when you're – when you fire somebody – in those situations, the same head coach, whatever it may be, you better have a pretty good idea of who you're going to hire to replace them. Right. And it's going to be an upgrade. You can't just fire somebody just to fire them no. because you're angry. The Steelers don't do that. They don't do that. They don't make knee-jerk reactions. I mean, it's different if it's like, boy, this guy who I've worked with and know extremely well just became on the market to no fault of his own. I want to add him to our staff. Yeah. And he's a better tight end coach than the guy we had, or whatever, special team coach, whatever. Well, if we can upgrade, just like any position on the field, if a linebacker comes available who's better than Vince Williams, and you can get him for the same price, do it. Yeah, no, trying so, to get better on here. Yeah, I mean that's the idea. Um, you know, but again, the Steelers aren't going to make a knee jerk reaction on anything, especially during the season. That part, no, that's crazy, ridiculous. Right. I mean, how many interim head coaching changes have ever? Worked out. Paid off at yeah. all. I mean, never. You know, people, I, 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 I've had the, 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 the people say, well, you know, it worked for, for in Baltimore. They fired their, their offensive coordinator midseason and they put Lamar in and they changed their whole game plan. And they're, they're you know, they, yeah. okay. Okay. Right. Give me, give me Lamar, give me a once in a lifetime talent at quarterback. I'll, you know, <laughs> and make that change. Yeah. The offense is going to look different. It's going to look different because sure. it's Lamar running the ball 16 times a game as opposed to Joe Flacco. Yeah. They couldn't have been any different. Yeah. Even on Joe's best. They day. could have I mean, been running. They could be running the same exact offense mm -hmm. and Lamar was going to look different than Joe Flacco. <laughs> right, right, right. Because he's going to run the ball 16 times. He's not going to get sacked like, you know, like Joe sure. Flacco is standing back there like a statue. Absolutely. Yeah. It looks different. Yeah. It looks different. I don't know. I like this time of year. It's always one of the most difficult for me to comment on because I don't know the men. You know, I mean, analyzing a head coach is a lot different than analyzing an assistant coach. I mean, you can at least see all their game time decisions, a win-loss record, who they influence with the draft. You know, like some of these guys might be the reason that T.J. Watt got here. You know, right. you know, they watched his tape just like everybody else, gave him the best grade in the room, put, presented it to the the draft, you know, war room, and wow, you're right. We got to get well, this to, guy. to that point. Randy Feekner is the guy who went and scouted Antonio Brown. Yeah, okay, great you example, know? right? I mean, if he doesn't, he's somewhere else. Or, yeah, you know what I mean. Um, that there's a lot of contributions yeah. you don't think about besides that too. Or yeah. What were his responsibilities leading up to game day? You know, the tight end coach. You know, or. You know, that's the other part of the, you know, so much of what the Steelers do offensively and defensively is a, is a collaboration. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the entire staff comes up with the game plan. Now the coordinators decide, you know, what's going to be run and what's not. But, you know, the other guys in the staff aren't just sitting around going, okay, we're going to do, you know. I mean, they all break down stuff. Yeah. I mean, you learn this when you're with a team. Sure, the tight end coach is in a tight end meeting with his tight ends. But they're not there all day. Then they yeah. go to an offensive staff room with the other eight or so coaches, and they live in there, and that door shuts, and you don't hear from them for hours and hours and hours. <laughs> you know, and someone brings and throws in a sandwich at them sometimes. And those guys get close and, you know, sitting there in a dark room watching tape, throwing ideas off each other with a big chew-in and smelly and, you know, like, it's, yeah. you know, they, they spend a lot of time in there. And sometimes that tight end coach that no one thinks about – might hold the biggest stick in the room. You know, like he might be the guy that people respect the most, especially in outside zone game or whatever his specialty is. You know I mean? That's, yeah. that's the beauty of it, putting a staff together. 
Yeah, so we'll see where Mike Tomlin goes uh, w- with this decision. Obviously, it's a big one, mm-hmm. as we've talked about throughout the course of the show. Um, lots of stuff to uh, to do, and we'll, we'll talk about all of this, I'm sure, again tomorrow. We are yeah, back right. again tomorrow, uh, and, and we'll break, continue to break all this stuff down and give you the breaking news as it happens. Uh, Matt and I, of course, uh, we're going to finish off this week doing every day, and then next week I believe we're going to go to a three-day-a-week schedule. For the um, foreseeable future, but I don't think real, real long necessarily. Yeah, maybe yeah. through the, the Super Bowl, something like mm-hmm. that, and then we'll see where it goes from there. But It'll uh, be Monday, Wednesday, Friday. There will be constant shows here on Steelers Nation Radio, yeah, fresh yeah. shows every day, whether it be us, whether it be Wes and Motes, uh, mm-hmm. whoever else might be stepping in, but uh, we will be bringing you a fresh show every day sure. because that's what we do and you can always feel free to tweet us too you know i mean send us some some information or we whatever typically answer feedback. those yeah, yeah we yeah. try to anyways that's how that works but uh that is going to do it for today's show uh so for my partner matt williamson for jacob here on site keeping us on the air as he has done all year long yeah he's done a bang-up job yeah jacob's uh, uh been our guy all <laughs> season and uh, we want to thank you as well uh, i'm dale lolly for listening to this edition of The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio.